0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about postpartum endometritis. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash endometritis or in the postnatal care section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Endometritis refers to inflammation of the endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus, usually caused by infection. It can occur in the postpartum period, as infection is introduced during or after labour and delivery of the baby. The process of delivery opens the uterus and allows bacteria from the vagina to travel upwards and infect the endometrium. Endometritis occurs more commonly after caesarean section compared to vaginal delivery. Prophylactic antibiotics are given during a caesarean section to reduce the risk of infection. Endometritis can be caused by a large variety of gram-negative, gram-positive and anaerobic bacteria. It can also be caused by sexually transmitted infections such as chlamydia and gonorrhea. When endometritis occurs unrelated to pregnancy and delivery, it's usually part of pelvic inflammatory disease or PID. Let's talk about the presentation. Postpartum endometritis can present from shortly after birth to several weeks postpartum, and it presents with foul-smelling discharge or lochia, bleeding that gets heavier or does not improve with time lower abdominal or pelvic pain, fever or even sepsis. Let's talk about diagnosis and management. Investigations to help establish the diagnosis include vaginal swabs, including chlamydia and gonorrhea if there are risk factors, and urine culture and sensitivities. An ultrasound scan may be considered to rule out retained products of conception. Ultrasound is not helpful in diagnosing endometritis, but if there are retained parts of the placenta that are causing infection or bleeding, the ultrasound will be useful. Septic patients require hospital admission and the septic 6, including blood cultures and broad-spectrum IV antibiotics, according to local guidelines. A combination of clindamycin and gentamicin is often recommended. Blood tests will show signs of infection, for example raised white blood cell count and a raised C-reactive protein or CRP. Patients presenting with milder symptoms and no signs of sepsis may be treated in the community with oral antibiotics. A typical choice of broad-spectrum oral antibiotic might be co-amoxiclav although this would be less suitable if they're at risk of chlamydia or gonorrhea. So thanks for listening to this episode on postpartum endometritis. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about retained products of conception.